evening and uh, welcome to another episode of After Service. We are two minutes late. That's on me. Uh, but uh, I'm Joe. All right. And we have uh, Pastor Brian Ricketts. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? Well, clearly I'm not as focused as I should be. <laughs> I, I was just uh, right. mentioning that uh, Vanessa had sent me a note that said, I can pick Sam up from practice. And in my head, I'm like, why do you need to? And it's because they moved practice to start at six instead of five because of the heat. And until you sent me a note at 6.58, I had forgotten about the podcast. So those of you listening, I apologize that you were not at the forefront of my mind. Also, is anybody, is Jesse monitoring social media? Uh, maybe. I don't okay. know. Because I, I got logged out of the uh, service that we use for, st it, it's going to stream but I got logged out so I could update the titles and that kind of stuff uh, or monitor who's logged in. I'm sending her a message. There you go. All right. Fair enough. And I noticed uh, that she's sort of paying attention right now. All right. Well, Maybe fair. fully paying attention. Probably is. This is, this is a, 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 I think a fine demonstration of why rest is important that when mm -hmm. you are running from one thing to another and you lose track, are you really doing anybody a service? You know, yeah, I, you need to rest. Sometimes you need to stop. I have, you know, one of the things that resonates with me and, and, and has resonated with me for probably a better part of a, a decade, more than a decade, is the idea that we, we need to stop worshiping busyness. Mm -hmm. That is a society that's something that we do way too much of. And, um, and I and I have to try to reconcile that with the idea that is that an excuse for being lazy? Because that's kind of how it's reflected back. Oh, you're just saying that because you're lazy, or at least that's it's a bit of my internal dialogue on on that kind of stuff. Um, how does that kind of stuff hit you? I, we didn't even give people the elevator speech. I just jumped right in because it's something that really resonates with me. Well, the elevator speech is simply that Jesus asked the, the disciples more than that, told them, we're going to go take a take a break. They didn't end up getting it, but the point is, is that he wanted them to take a break, to, to rest. And it's just that we need, we need to rest. God cares about you resting. And then I just kind of went on from there. And there's other pieces we could say. How does that resonate? Um, you know, I I I can understand the, uh, the 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 issue. I don't know if I personally wrestle with it. Um, I can have an obsessive personality, and so I. I, I just need to pick and choose how I how I'm resting well. Um, so so yeah, I'm not sure how to answer your question, <laughs> but I understand that I know people that very much it is very difficult to rest. It is very 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 difficult to stop. Yeah, well, I think about and I know he's not listening. Um, our friend uh, Ted Schilling and people at church know Ted. He's one of my very good friends. Ted part of his identity is how hard he works. Yeah. Uh, I think he's found better balance over the years, especially since they bought an RV. 
<laughs> although I do know that he works while he's out, you know, when they're out doing their RVing. But um, you're there's um, an aspect of worship, I think, when you choose work above other things. It becomes an idol. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I was actually thinking this morning, you know, a, a lot of people know that I worked on cruise ships. Uh, gosh, it's uh, about 24 years ago, I think. Uh, when I first started and, you know, I wasn't married, you know, I had uh, a daughter, you know, back home, but, um, otherwise it was like, I, I had a six month contract where I worked probably 12 to 16 hours a day. And that was every day. You didn't, there weren't weekends or anything like that. And I was exhausted. I was bitter, but I, managed it because I didn't have any other priorities. I really had nothing else to do other yeah. than, you know, when I had an opportunity to hop off the ship and make a phone call back yeah. to Tualatin to talk to my three-year-old daughter. Um, but, you know, this morning I was just thinking about, yeah, I, I suppose if I really wanted to, if all of a sudden I didn't have family anymore, I would probably lean into work just to save my sanity. Um yeah. I think that's a good point. I think there's See, it be, being busy isn't a good thing and it isn't a bad thing, it is a thing. It's just mm -hmm. a thing. Um it I feel like lazy, the problem with lazy is is the the just letting life happen. You're not trying to achieve anything. You're just eh, you know. It's where busy sometimes what you're talking about with the with the um with the idol it's like because you're you're feeling trying to fill a hole you're trying to 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 meet some need in you yeah that and that's not okay either it feels like and i'm just kind of talking in in what you think is like i feel like it is a good thing if you can be really have a lot happening in your life if it's in the proper balance with other things. So for example, if, if you don't have any of these other commitments, pouring yourself into doing something productive in life is a great thing to the point where, and then you and choose to take time to, um, to restore yourself, to restore, to renew, to rest so that you can do whatever it is that you've intentionally decided to do even better because you can't do it well when you're tired. Yeah. I, I um, I have a, a client <clears throat> that uh, is a, has become a really good friend. And he is off this week for the first time uh, since we started working together back in September. Mm. Um, you know, he's had days off here and there. But I know that if I sent him a text message right now or an email he would respond fairly quickly and and he and i have committed that we're going to have a conversation soon about work life balance that um you know i'll tell you that you know 11 years ago i made a decision that has really impacted uh my my marriage and my role as a father which was that 
work could not take precedent. Uh, and that also has impacted my career. You know, I lost a job four years ago, and a big part of that was because I refused to work overtime when I didn't see that it was warranted. That could be seen as rejecting authority or... But, lazy. Or as lazy, you know. Um, and it was hard. I, I didn't sleep well some nights because I felt like, am I doing something wrong here? In in retrospect, I'm like, no, no, I did the right thing. I I had, you know, it was hard also because my confidence wasn't high. I was coming out of a bad um, employment experience and into one that turned out to be worse. Yeah. Um, but that but that decision to say no you, you, i had to recognize that saying yes to somebody to help them meant saying no to things that i wanted to do for my family and yes yes uh, that was a big thing and that's something with with the, this individual that i'm talking about who i work with it's you know he's got two kids that are under the age of 5 and he became a father uh, at around you know his late thirties, and it's like man you don't you don't get a second chance. So where does ambition fit as it relates to a relationship with your kids? Uh, and our fathers uh, grew up at a time when you did work. I don't know about your dad, you know, but so you my dad made some choices to yeah. to not be ambitious. Yeah purposely I think for a variety of reasons but one of them I think was to do family that's awesome it's 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 not normal well not for that generation you know I and I think you know that's part of growing up my dad we moved every three years so my dad could get the next promotion so we bounced around you know from Oregon to Wyoming to another part of Oregon to Wyoming you know Idaho whatever be and we just knew as a family that every every couple of years, couple of years we're going to be moving. Um, and, and I don't short my dad that. It was just part of the culture. You, right. you, were, as in, you were judged. Your identity was based on the, how hard you worked. And, yeah. and now I feel, I mean, the balance is hard, but I, I feel like it's something I'm challenged with every day is thinking about what's what's more important in this moment you know to you know am i is my family taken care of in terms of needs and do i need to push harder you right. know because a lot of it's fear-based for me oh which is a horrible mo reason to do anything yeah that that's where a lot of my my i have a fear of resting because of the consequences of not working hard enough hmm. So, I mean, this is a lot of personal stuff that we're yeah. kind of going through, but I feel this, this is a very personal thing for me. Uh, two, two thoughts I had. One is, is that you, you said it, but I want to highlight it again because it's just – it's a phrase that you know that, that, that I remember – I don't remember when I first heard it, but every, every yes is a no. Every mm -hmm. no is a yes. You know, that, so whenever you say yes to something like answering a text, you're saying no to something else, and we just that – is, that is 100% of the time. Always, you're always going to say no to something because you can't. It's got to be taken from somewhere. So, for people who are listening, you just you need to realize if you just, if you're saying yes to like doing this podcast, you're saying no to doing something else, or vice versa. And so, 
or you say yes to something? What are you trying to decide what it is that you're saying no to? Um, and then the other part, the word that keeps coming to my mind is intentionality. You know, really thinking, what do you do? What do you want to do? Um, I think that's what you're talking about. You've decided you, your intention was, I am going to thoughtfully, I'm going to put my family more important than my, fa than my, my, my work. Mm -hmm. That was, you had to think about that, didn't you? You had to make a, you had to have a clear, conscious decision. This is how I'm going to prioritize my life. Yeah. Well, and it's not even, it's a decision you make in a moment and you continue and to over, make. Right. Over and over and over and over. Um, we call it, you know, trapping the thought that there is a point where you, somebody asks, can you help with this? And I, if, if people are familiar with the Enneagram, if you're not, it's really worth exploring. Uh, it is, um, there is a, um, a Christian foundation to it. Um, but I am a two, <clears throat> uh, and, which is the helper. And so my tendency is when people ask for help is to say yes. So when you're helping, when you choose that, yes, you're also, um, uh, you may be saying yes to something that's a good thing. Oh, Yeah. Right. It's not like it's not a black and white where you're what like, what are you oh, going to say you... no to if you say yes to that? Right. Is that a better thing? Am I going to go, yes, say yes to go drinking with the guys or staying home for my son's birthday? Well, no, that's I mean, that it's usually not like that. Right. Um, yeah. But but those yes to no's, I mean, everywhere. It's just really I mean, that's even with what rest is, is the issue is, is are you intend? Are you going to stop for the for going? I need to do this, which is eat better or go to sleep, because that's going to help me achieve the other things I want to do. There's a there's a purpose to it. There's an intentionality to it, rather than ah, I just don't feel like getting anything done today. Yeah, that's, there's no you're intending to do nothing. <laughs> that's not okay. You want to choose to do something. Well, well, well. Let, let, yep. I want to challenge that a, a little bit, and, and that's because um, I mean, there's apathy, which it, you know is really saying there's all these worthwhile things I could do, and I reject doing any of them. At least that's how I see it. But like last Friday, for example, I needed a day off. I've been working too much. I'm exhausted. I feel burned out. I had to force myself to sit on the couch and go, don't get up, resist the urge to do something else, create space. That's not lazy though. Well, I know, but you know, but when you say, I just want to be careful when we say, when you choose to do nothing, you know, it's that, that, um, it could be heard in a way that says, right. oh, you're being lazy by choosing to do nothing. But you're, you weren't doing nothing. What you were doing is restoring yourself. Fair. You're doing an activity right. that is purposely you have decided is going to help you uh, renew. Right. I just wanted people to hear you say that. Right. You know, because right. there's a there's restoration even in like uh, laying on the floor and just mm -hmm. focusing on your breathing. That absolutely that is wonderful and restorative and is not lazy. So you're doing, yeah, you're, I want you to choose to do something that's restorative. Yeah. 
And that might be taking a day and just watching movies. You know, maybe it's a day, maybe it is taking a nap, you know, but part of also, I think restoring for me, I'm thinking is, but you got to think carefully about what is actually going to be the most restorative thing you can do. Right, right. That's tricky. <laughs> maybe movies isn't going to be the most restorative thing you could do. Maybe going for a walk would be better. Well, l l off the top of your head, and I couldn't answer this question myself, but what for you is really restorative? I have two things that really, um, physically, if I'm tired, I, naps really, really help me. And I don't need to have a long nap, 20, 30 minutes. Sometimes, you're, you know, if my body needs it more, I take more. Right. Physically, that's it. Um, mentally, if I have been processing something really hard or something emotional, I need something that I can th think about that is that is completely different and not stress-filled. Yeah. Something, I need, escapism. I need escapism. Yeah. And that mentally restores me. Yeah. For me, um, <clears throat> some kind of exercise is helpful. Um, kind of to kind of flush out stuff. Uh, oh and, yeah, walks. Yeah, do that. Just just a moment here. Practice ended one minute ago. <laughs> She's had a really that's Vanessa's had uh, a really long day. She said seven sessions today, and which sometimes you have to push it to where you're tired, like this. Yeah, that's okay. It happens, right? Paul, Jesus pushed at times where they got physically, mentally exhausted. That's okay. But you got to decide that you have to do that yeah. and balance it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I, I'm thinking about my wife right now and I, that she just wrapped up a session, grabbed oh. her purse and is heading and right ran. out the door to pick up Sam and practice ended. And I can tell you that as a lacrosse coach, when the parents aren't there to pick up their kids when practice ends. Frustrating. It's very frustrating. And um, yes. uh, yeah. I remember that as a youth director, same thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I don't want to sit around here for an extra 45 minutes. Your kid's great and I have a life. <laughs> right, it's very, if it happens, see in my frustration, just I'm just complete, we're just randomly it's like, yeah. it's, I didn't mind it when it was when it was the occasion, the rarity. Right, right. Because it happens. I understand it happens. It's those parents that it does happens over and over and over. I'm like, come on. Ugh. Well, that, that that's why this, this could go in so many different directions. So let, okay, I'm gonna, so let's, I'm gonna, let's, let's bring it back. Uh, be, this is something you and I could talk about over coffee. This would be an hour and a half. At some point, we'll just do the coffee chat and we'll just subject people to what you and I talk about without <laughs> a focusing subject. Um, oh my well, gosh, that would be, uh, but I think, you know, just one of the things I like to do is I like to give assignments, whether or not people follow through with them. But I think sometimes it's helpful is to take a moment and think about what, and even write it down. If you know, I, I always have a yellow pad and a pen next to me when I work because there's something's going to pop in my head, but w what are the things that you find restorative 
And yeah, that's really good. And when's the last time you did that? And if your schedule doesn't provide you the opportunity to do that, then something's wrong. And it's it's sometimes in spaces, it doesn't happen. When Vanessa was gone for almost two months. That's a season. That's a season. That's not regular life. Right. But when it's regular life, that's an issue. That's an issue. Yeah. And one of the things I brought up on Sunday is I, as I walk through, you know, we we know kind of the health, the, the bodily thing that, that, you get tired if you've done something for too long, like just walking, which normally isn't tiring. But if you walk for too long, you get tired. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you do something intense, that that can make you tired really quick. Right. Yes. So those kind of apply that to emotional and spiritual things. You can do intense spiritual things, but you can only do it for a very short period of time. And then the same thing with spiritual things, you know, you can or emotional things. You know, what are some emotional things that are happening, which is why I think sometimes are really people get really tired over the last years, because there's a lot of emotional things that happened in the last year. Yeah. Right. Well, so even, fits, but, but, even those kind of slow burn things where you're not even aware that you're doing something that is emotionally exhausting. Exactly. Exactly. They will burn you out. Just like staying, just staying awake is an activity. That will tire you out physically. Eventually, you need to restore yeah. the slow burn stuff. So we need to realize that. But there was also the so with physical. If I am not having enough physical energy, we know what we're supposed to do. We need to do something. We need to stop running. We need to stop doing the slow burn things and take a break. And and if if we're continuing to do it, then we know what the problem we we, we got to eat better we gotta sleep better i mean our maintenance is wrong what's crazy to me is that most of us know what we are supposed to do like we know the answer right um it's kind of like the question that you know in bible school and the the correct answer is always jesus you know that that kind of thing half the time it is yeah um I was talking to somebody the other day and I'm trying to remember the context and which isn't super important, but it was just, uh, we were talking about eating correctly. I think we understand what we're supposed to do. Like if we do we these do things, if we get this amount of sleep, it's like we have been provided the answers and occasionally we bring forth the discipline and say, this is important enough to me that I will make it a priority and then you rem- once you do that, you, at least for me, I go, well, that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. True. Uh, and and then it's also harder at the start, but then it gets easier. Right, right. The idea of like counting calories, which I find to be a miserable practice. I hate but, it. But when I do it, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just like drop 10 pounds just because I decide I can't eat corn chips and bean dip whenever I want. I might have to choose an apple. Right. Um, but and it's not even miserable. It's just like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, um, I think rest is making the decision to do something that's restorative as opposed to something that's attractive. Yes. What I wanted to apply. One of the things that just helped me, though, this week is I, I know the the how it works physically, you know, what's causing it, what restores it. 
all that and, and just applying those those same patterns to me emotionally and spiritually because sometimes i hear people saying i just don't have any spiritual energy anymore it's like well you know have you been doing something too intensely for a while how, mm -hmm. how is your maintenance which is what yeah. spend some time with jesus are you spending time with christians are you praying not as a not as a to-do list but as something that just is restful for you just are you listening to christian music what's going to restore you spiritually you know and, and figuring out what that is do you ever find yourself doing something that you haven't done in a long time and then going holy cow why haven't i not been doing this for the past x period of time because it really resonates with you do you do that sometimes yeah 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 it all all, all in every area the, the mental emotional the physical and the spiritual thing right it's just easy to forget and right unintentional or, or, or just kind of letting things happen rather than clear choice i'm going to do this rather than what's comfortable or attractive yeah i this is embarrassing but i can think of a period of probably two years where i place you hear that buzz i don't jesse do you hear the buzz we'll see if she types back and while you're at it are there any questions that people have posed um, and of course, if she doesn't respond, it means that she gave up on the podcast and she went on with land. <clears throat> okay, well, we'll ignore it because nobody else hears it besides me. All right, well. Okay, so there was a time where I chose to play Plants vs. Zombies 2 <laughs> for a good 45 minutes a day, the first part of the day. I would wake up at 4.45 in the morning. Hey, I got to get up. I got too many things to do to not get up this early. And then I would spend the first 45 minutes after I'd brushed my teeth and showered and shaved, got dressed, playing a stupid game on my phone. And even when I kind of was like, why am I doing this? Um, I My brain had been trained, and there's science behind this that said, you, yeah. can't, you, you need to play this because if you don't, you know, you're going to miss these opportunities. You know, here's a thought. Would you, would, do you think, would, would you say that if someone is doing an activity to restore them, which is fine, and it's normally it's a good one, but if they're doing it so much that it actually is making them a lot less productive, that maybe there's a different they need to look at a different restorative thing and it's just not doing what you think it needs to be i think that you have to check in uh, on a regular basis um for me the routine became a ritual yeah you know um if you know, like I, I enjoy running. I don't do it as much as uh, I have in the past. But I would forego when I'm really in the zone for running. I would, it would be like, you know what? I should probably do some stretching today. I should take a day off or whatever. But instead, I'm like, but I, oh, but I really feel like I should just run again. And so I choose this thing 
because it's attractive or it's familiar or it's comfortable over this thing which I know is really better for me. Um, yeah. it, it's the idea of, you know, the water kind of uh, at least, you know, path, right. the, the path of resistance idea, like, you know, that's the way I'm used to. So let's just go that route, you know, having to go, okay, I will make an active choice to do something that's more restorative or different because, um, at some point it becomes not helpful it's just a routine. I mean, that's the issue with Catholicism from my perspective. Because what I was, I mean, one of the things I was thinking with that, and I'm mindful of our time is yeah. like with escapism, that does help me, but there have been times that I have found that I spent so much time doing that, which does restore me, that it's, that it's actually not restoring me as much as I want. That maybe what I would have been better is to do something like a walk, right? Or mix yeah. up with that because he, I, I could spend a whole day just watching movies, and yeah, it'd restore me. But I think I could probably get the same benefits of restoration by watching maybe thirty minutes of something and then going for a walk and doing something else, right? Do you find, and I, I yeah, you know, we're about th in about thirty minutes, that when you choose to do something that you know is better for you, that at the end of it you go, "Oh, I'm really glad I did that," instead of that almost a hundred percent, almost a hundred percent that, yeah, um, like when I don't feel like exercising and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go up and do it because I'm gonna go hop on the treadmill. I'm just gonna put in twenty minutes, and then when I'm done, I'm like, oh man so freeing wow. isn't that isn't it weird how we lie to ourselves with this and it's a lying you know like you yeah. know you're, you're mm -hmm. not going to enjoy this you're not going to do it and and there it's like there's a part of you can go yeah that's not true but you think it's true at the moment before you do it and then yeah. afterwards you go because it happens every time yeah. yeah. The, I don't want to go do this. I don't want to go to church or I don't want to read my Bible or I don't want to pray. And then afterwards you go, yeah, that was really helpful. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. And I think I mentioned this before. I feel that way sometimes about worship. You know, there know are definitely do. times where I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm not feeling it today. I don't want to be here today or whatever. And, you know, I could maybe in the over the course of eight years count on one hand the, the times where I started out feeling yuck and still felt yuck at the end. You know, it doesn't happen. Very rare. Usually very rare. you, yeah. Worship for me is very restorative. Uh, you know, when I start that, even if I don't feel like entering into it, God usually provides me some kind of sustenance. Yeah, worship is really restorative. It yeah. is. And personal worship, I just, I want to encourage people to consider creating a Spotify playlist or something like that of some of your favorite songs, open up, um, you know, bring up the lyrics and just, you know, turn off the lights, light a couple of candles and just sing loudly or, uh, put on just some piano music with like hymns or something like that. Read your Bible. Um, and, and let yourself get lost in prayer and worship. And you will be amazed at how that feels when you're done. And, and what I want to say to that is, coming back to what I was saying a moment ago, mm -hmm. is if the ways you're trying to restore yourself 
if you're doing those things and you still find yourself not tired emotionally, spiritually, then maybe the problem is is whatever it is you're trying to use to restore yourself isn't going isn't cutting it. You need to do something different. Mm-hmm. Your maintenance isn't 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 good enough. You think eating Cheetos is going to do it, but it's not. They're not cheese. They're Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, there's something else. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say one more thing and then we should wrap up. Okay. And on the same lines, there are things that we put in our bodies, we put in our brains, we put in our hearts that are like potato chips, right? That they don't reach your brain in a way. They don't tell your brain that you're full. Yeah. They, it's, um, and there are activities that we can do, spiritual, physical, emotional activities that feel good at in that moment potato chips taste good in that moment but your brain restorative but your brain never gets the message i'm full never really restored. it's never there and so going back to what your point if you're if the activities that you are choosing to um to bring rest or restoration don't aren't effective then maybe those are potato chip activities. Yep. Yeah. And I just want to end with the whole point of all this is God wants you to rest. He wants you to be restored. So listen to him. Find find what's going to restore you. Rest bring rest rest to you cuz it's going to help everyone in your life including you. And it's what he wants. Perfect. Well, Thank you, folks, for listening. I hope you didn't mind the uh, the, the kind of wide-ranging conversation around rest. And um, we will uh, see each other on uh, on Sunday, whether mm-hmm. online or in person. And we appreciate you all. Take care. See you Sunday.